Welcome to the Media Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vettabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. And I did not take a sip of my coffee because they appear to have changed the Tim Hortons lid. Oh, God. And I'm very awful. skeptical of this odd. Is this going to come spraying out on It is. Life? No, it's awful. I hate the new lids. Wait, I was telling I was is? telling my son Jack that this really? morning. Yeah, I'm like, And I just noticed it. Well, no, they've used them before. It kind of they come and go. It seems to come and go. I don't know what it is. Uh, I, I think that, I mean, these are usually, maybe they just ran out of the other lids. Um, cause these are the higher ones. These are for the, 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 the lattes and the drinks that have foam on them and stuff. That's what those are for. There's a strange, there's a strange flap that comes. Oh, look, oh, look, you can flip it under. And I think it's supposed to stick to this. What? Oh, no. Uh, seems weird. Okay. I, yeah. This, it looks at the, at the very first glimpse of it, it looks and like now it's you're just tearing spill. it to shreds. <laughs> I, ripped it, I ripped it a new one. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> I but, ripped it a new hole. We're going to talk about movies today, uh, various yeah. types of movies. But before we do, I wanted to say we're, we're on the verge of another election here uh, in Manitoba where we live because we're having the federal election next week. And now that we'll get it, we, we had our conversation about election advertising last month when we had a provincial election. But I have to say, the advertising industry must love oh, it. They love it. Oh my God. There's so much. My mailbox is full of all these flyers for all these different parties and, uh, and then TV and bus benches and just everywhere. That's like that's the reason for elections just to stimulate the advertising industry and make sure to give them some money because that's the only reason people are advertising right now. Well, I've actually. Um Subscribe, subscribe. No, I've loaded on my browser. The Globe and Mail um, did a, a joint thing with Politico, I think, and it's a uh, it tracks Facebook ads for the election. Do you mm-hmm. know about this? No, I don't. So, um, and it's cool because what it allows you to do, like, um, I get a, I get it shows all the ads that I'm getting fed on Facebook, but I, the, but the issue is that I don't get any election ads on Facebook. They I've, I've never I've not yet been targeted. Neither have I. No, it's no. kind of funny how that works. Yep. But then uh then it shows the second column in the tracker shows all the Facebook ads that are political and then it, the third column I think shows all the ones that are just Facebook ads. So it's kind of a cool tool to just see as somebody who works in advertising, I find. But that's where you really see like in the political once that's where you see like who's spending what on Facebook and targeting whom. Okay. And it's it's uh there yeah, there's tons of money just being spent on Facebook. And as we know, a hundred thousand dollars will swing an election for you as yeah. we discovered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A fake news. <laughs> um it's funny because uh, back during the provincial election, one of our former students who was running for the Liberals, oh. uh I, I, I saw him. I was at uh, the Liberal headquarters uh during the election night covering it for for uh, CJOB and mm-hmm. he told me that um that his his Facebook ad was rejected. That they wouldn't let him post it. For what did he want to say? I don't remember. I can't remember what he said. But he said it was, yeah, something or other. He made a nice video and everything, and then Facebook would not post it because of his uh, political affiliation or, or lack thereof, or not being able to prove it. Like because they need you to prove that you're actually a re- real party member. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, they think you're fake news. Facebook bans ads with creepy body parts in them, so maybe uh, that's the problem. That. I don't know about that. <laughs> Did you know they do? They I didn't actually, know. I, okay. Well, what's a creepy body part? Well, you know how Snapchat, the trashiest of all social media, there's all those posts, promoted posts that are designed to look like yucky appendages, let's I just say. I don't know. I've, I've not been on Snapchat in more well, than a year. I can say nor have I, but back when I was, that's what you would see in the, look at these, in the promotion stuff. Okay. And it was all, and it became more like, who can do an ad that 
doesn't show a penis, but that make really makes it look like one when you're flipping fast oh boy. to get your attention. So that's Snapchat. Facebook does not want that. No. So they do not want appendages and our elbows that look like whatever. Oh, I see you know what, what you're I mean? saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. 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 They okay. don't want any of that stuff. <laughs> and so um, that's the thing that they – and actually – Photos that have lots of writing on them, they don't care for either. So yeah, no, that's always yeah. been the case. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's a bunch of that stuff that you can't do on there. But I've seen political ads uh, in the past that have been highly questionable. But as I say, this time I even have the ad tracker on and I am not being targeted by any any political campaign. Maybe it's just because, because I have not shared that or followed them one way or another and that might be it um that's actually now that i realize that i have seen an ad uh video ad for the liberals but the the mm-hmm. ad is strange because it's structured as plan not planning to vote like it's it's aimed at people oh, who don't vote not planning to that's vote. The, something like that something that is the opening that's kind a classic of line. i don't know if i should answer yes or no right right, right. not <laughs> planning to vote something along those no, lines i'm I probably am. getting that wrong but anyway the the whole ad is is saying if you were normally planning not to vote, you should vote. Like it seems like a vote ad, basically just an ad to just go a vote. But then at the end of it, it says vote liberal. <laughs> so. Oh, there you go. So it's all ads and all news are is election here in Canada yeah. right now. And yeah. so yeah, it's very hard to escape it. And I'm, are you sick of it as I am? Yeah, it's it's exhausting, uh, especially two in a row. I mean, it just seems to be less. I don't know. I'm just maybe I'm just not paying attention to it as much as I was to the provincial, but it doesn't seem to be as heavy as the provincial was. But again, I'm I'm yeah. kind of tuned out. I really am. I'm not paying attention to stuff. I'm kind of throwing out all the. I'm recycling all the stuff. I should get a no flyers, please. Uh, a sticker for my my mailbox because it's just ridiculous. I'm seeing some of the organic uh, posted stuff on Twitter. And yesterday, of course, Obama endorsed uh, pre- or former President Obama, who they still call President Obama, you because still, it's a you title get, for life. Yeah, yeah. I uh, endorsed uh, Trudeau yesterday on Twitter. So, oh. so I've seen some of that stuff, but I just really have not um, engaged with the advertising. Ironically, and every year I get the phone call from one of the local TV stations who wants me as the ad instructor right. to go look at the ads and then say mean things about them. Well, they can and just come to the podcast for you that. Know, I did, I did, right. And I did it <laughs> one year. One year I did it. My first year as an instructor, rookie mistake. Ah, okay. And then after that, I was like, it occurred to me like a year later when they called me again that I was like, I'm a provincial employee and I have no business right. going up there and going like, this is stupid yeah, and yeah. this one is dumb. And I remember that was the year of Dr. John Gerard. Yeah. And it was just doctor, doctor everywhere. It was like, if you elect him, he will come to your house and stick his finger up your ass because he's a doctor. <laughs> That like every ad was like that. It was so doctor centric that I weighed in. He's on that. He's almost been a, a politician longer than he was a doctor. Yeah, like he uh, he's a yeah. rock star by the way. I was at, like I said. He's I was in at, my writing. He's my he's he's my dude now. He's yeah. uh, he's um he walks into that liberal headquarters and they're like John 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 like they're chanting his name and like he's a rock star. It was amazing yeah. when he walked in there. A member of the Liberal Party of Manitoba told me, who I will not identify, told me that he is a very he's one of the most hardest working. Um, uh, legislators that we have in uh, in the province. I don't doubt it. And I almost said legislature every time I go down that path. Legislator mm. happens all the time. And so, uh, so he comes highly recommended. The doctor. <laughs> I don't know now whether he's good at checking your ass. I mean, you'll have to ask him. <laughs> Speaking of doctors, <laughs> let's get into the nerd news. Nerd news. Trailer for Doctor Doolittle. <laughs> dropped last week 
hence beginning our movie discussion. Wow, this has been. Now, have you seen it? I did. I okay. watched. I. You know what? The funny thing is, I had no intention of watching it did until. What happened? I don't know what happened. I, I, it popped up in my feed. Okay. I didn't even know they were making a remake of Doctor Doolittle. Um, Rex Harrison was the original Doctor Doolittle. Remember that <laughs> one? I mean, I remember watching that when I was a kid. Yeah, uh, Rex Harrison playing the role he played in every movie. Right. Because it's like I'm the my I'm my fair oh, lady with shit. animals. They did it with Eddie Murphy too, didn't yes. they? Oh, I forgot yes, about they that. Did. I forgot about that one. Okay. So anyway, it's now Robert Downey Jr. as Doctor Doolittle. <laughs> And what? Tell me. You tell me what happened. I don't know what happened. Well, uh, Iron Man died. Spoiler alert. That's how it all started. He shaved his beard. <laughs> he does not have a goatee anymore. Okay, so he was floating through space, and I don't know. Something happened, and then uh, he found himself back on Earth. And he can talk to animals. And and I and uh, and. <laughs> It's a little unclear, but I think he's attempting a Welsh accent now. I agree. Yes, it's so weird. And it's terrible. It's not a good Welsh accent. I will suggest that it makes one long for the uh, acting genius of Kevin Costner and Robin Hood. <laughs> well, the thing is, I don't think he's that bad at the British accent. He did Sherlock Holmes okay. I thought that was. Oh, bad. I never thought of that. Why does this seem so bad? I then? don't know. He's trying to do a different accent. I think. Oh, and plus, it's been a while since he he played Sherlock Holmes. But Sherlock Holmes is more of a London accent, right? A more straightforward. Kind of British accent, although anybody who's not from London listening right now is going to get mad at me. But it, mm-hmm. it's like he does. It does seem like a weird accent. You're right. I don't know does what's it, going on. Is, is Was there there was a real Dr. Doolittle, right? A real guy. But he couldn't really talk to the animals. But there, <laughs> but there was a. <laughs> I'm like, really? I had no idea. How is this possible? Let's There's a real Iron Man, though, right? No, there is a real Iron Man. Yes, of course. <laughs> But I think there was a real dog. I'm gonna look it up. Hold on a but but he didn't really talk to animals. He's just a guy who is nice to animals. I think. Is that what the story's based on? I think so. I think it's based is it on a, a book. Probably first? a children's book. I think. I, I remember as a kid reading it, and it probably like in, in the in my kid's version of it from 1960 whatever. It's changed since then, but is there... Uh, well, it says, now I've just got the Wikipedia entry on Dr. Doolittle. It's a central character of a series of children's books right. by Hugh Lofting, starting with a 1920 story of Dr. Doolittle. Did it, was it based on a real guy? I, th- I thought um, it was. One inspiration for a character appears to be Scottish, Scottish surgeon John Hunter. Ah. One of the most, one of the most distinguished scientists and surgeons of his day... He was an early advocate of careful observation, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it doesn't say. It doesn't say anything about talking to animals. Tooth transplants? I don't know. Did he have telekinesis <laughs> with the animals? I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, what else? What else would people not like about this trailer? Well, uh, so the reason I watched it, I, I saw it pop up in my trailers uh, on Apple TV. The Apple trailers. Yeah, yeah. I saw it pop up there, and I was like, I have zero interest in why I shall never watch this trailer. And not only that, I will never watch the movie, and I will and I will j- block out anything in my mind that I ever see. And then I saw a Twitter item saying Doctor Doolittle is the worst trailer of the year, and I was like, well, that's interesting, and I'm more interested. Then I saw another one saying this looks like um, whoever made Doctor Doolittle thinks that Robert Downey Jr. is shitty in it. And then I went, oh, that's interesting. Then I saw another one that said Dr. Doolittle is going to be the worst film of the year when it comes out because it looks so shitty. And that did it for me. And I was like, I need to look at this trailer. So I looked at it, and it is absolutely shitty. And I would also say... And we're gonna play it, right? Well, I, I'll let's put, well, let's play it. You want to watch it? Yeah, because right. I think I think our listeners need to hear the the accent. And 
you know, the what a, what a wonderful world. It's, and it starts off uh, with a scene from Aladdin <laughs> with a parrot flying. I was going to say The Lion King. It looks like The Lion King. Can oh, you, yeah, you're right. Can you see it from over there? Yeah, yeah. Producer of Maleficent. And I think to myself. There's some more CGI birds. And a monkey. Are you Dr. Doolittle? That was a Willy Wonka scene, I'm pretty he sure. He puts the hat on. Yeah. He pulls a Willy Wonka, he does a somersault. Oh, he's riding an ostrich? That duck looks like he has a... Oh, that's bad. That was Sean Connery accent. You can talk to animals. They're not really show, showing him talking much, you'll notice. Oh, yeah. It's a gorilla. It's okay to be scared. It's okay to be scared. Scottish accent? I think it must Is that Antonio Banderas? Hello, lunch. I like that word. That was cool. Somehow, we just belong together. There's a scene from Lord of the Rings to end it. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I, I don't but know. That's the whitest version of what a wonderful world that's ever oh, been it's recorded. Antonio Banderas, Michael Sheen is in it. Holy crap! Oh, look there are all the voices, CGI all voices. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, well, Antonio Banderas plays himself. Um, and like Gilbert himself. Gottfried is the parrot. <laughs> <laughs> As the Affleck duck. Okay, so what is the, what is I don't know. I mean, I, I'm I'm not surprised they're making this. Uh, they're just calling a doodle. By the way, there's no doctor, um, so he's not a doctor. Maybe I mean, Mister Doodle. He had his credentials revoked. Right. <laughs> but did you notice though? So the scenes where you hear him talking, maybe that is a Scottish accent on second viewing. I think yeah, it, it might is. be a Scottish accent. It's hard to say. He's not speaking in a normal tone. He's speaking like this all the time. They're not showing him. It's okay him. to be scared. Should, I, and I am scared that they're not <laughs> They're not showing him acting much. Yeah, no, they're not. And they no, also it's all him looking off into the distance or yeah. looking at a CGI gorilla or something and, like that. And he plunges his head into water and <laughs> to opens talk to his an mouth. Octopus. And he opens his mouth. And the funny thing is, it's like, okay, that was the scene where I went, they do not want us really interacting with this character. They want us to, <laughs> to see Robert Downey Jr., but to imagine Iron Man in the role, not uh, whatever the hell he, whatever acting decision. It's really, this is the first kind of major movie he's had out since yeah. uh, since the end of uh, Avengers. I mean, I would say he's just taking the paycheck, but does he need a paycheck at this point? Like, he's got to be making tons of money. They killed the Iron Man for this shit? Exactly. That's, I think that's another reason why people are so <laughs> yes, that's right, yes. pissed. It's like, what is the point? I don't know. That? I don't know. I'm not. I mean, I'm not going to watch it. I mean, my kids might want to see it, but I'm not going to. I'm going to show them the Rex Harrison version instead. We'll do that. <laughs> I think she's got it. By Job, I think she's got it. Or the Eddie, I, or the Eddie Murphy version. I don't. All, remember. all of my. They did a sequel to that one too. They did two Doctor Doolittle movies with Eddie Murphy. Right. Yeah, it's completely slipped my mind that that happened. Rex Harrison in every role mansplains the, everything. Yeah, in every role he's in. Was he in? Was he in uh, Sound of Music? Isn't he the de- no? That's no, uh, that's Christopher Plummer. Yeah, of course, Christopher Plummer. They're still the I mixed them up. Canadian hero Christopher Plummer. <laughs> and by the way, Adelweiss. After you see Man in the High Castle, uh, you can't watch Sound of Music nope. ever again. Nope. 
and listen. Have you watch. finished that, by the way? No, I have okay. not. Shh, no okay. spoilers. <laughs> and uh, the new season's coming. And here, and I saw the. Do you see the trailer? Sorry, this is uh, sorry, unrelated. No, I have not seen the trailer. Well, it's thanks for spoiling season three of Man in the High do they, Castle. Oh, do they, yes. well, I mean, I guess they're gonna. That's on you. Those that's on you to watch effing it. bastards. Yeah, well. Yeah, so I, I do. You know, have to know. You have to know what. So now you know where the footage is because of the trailer. Well, no, I'm done season two of Man in the High Castle at this point. Oh, okay. I see. But but I'm not done season three, and that's what gets spoiled like left and right. In the trailer, yeah, okay. oh yeah, yeah, for season four. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. that's what happens. I then. find out the fate of Billy, whatever this <laughs> Billy his son or whatever his son's name is. It's yeah, not yeah, the yeah. Hair Billy. I don't know. Yeah, Billy, <laughs> mini Nazi. Uh, I find out. I find out the <laughs> the secret. But uh, uh, back to uh, Doctor Doolittle. Are, do you think they're hiding? They're obscuring Robert Downey Jr.'s performance. I don't. I don't know. I think they're trying to get people in with the visuals. Like we know at this point, they can do a CGI animal pretty well. Like we've seen the Lion King and all the other animal and the Jungle Book and all these other animal uh, movies. Uh, so that doesn't surprise me. But uh, I just again, I had no idea this is even happening until this trailer dropped. Have we had enough of the CGI animal talk? I have. CGI. Yeah. I think we. I think. I don't think that's enough to make us say wow anymore. No, not at all. No, because we've done it so much now. I mean, when yeah. you think about it, it, it goes back a long time. I'm trying to think of an early version of this where they did it, and they used to do it with like just the mouth moving. They'd use a real dog or something and just make the <laughs> mouth. But they could do that convincingly. They yeah. could do that where the dog looked like he was talking. And now, of course, they create the whole thing from scratch. But it's like it's still the same idea. Yeah. You know what I mean? We don't. I don't know. I just, and plus, I'm just not a fan of just talking animals in general. It lo- the, all the talking animal scenes look like they're from every other talking animal movie. Yeah. And then all of the other scenes, it's like the forced magicalness of um, Willy Wonka or um, Lord of the Rings. So uh, <laughs> I hope, gee, I hope the Star Wars trailer, which apparently breaks on Monday. Yeah, let's hope so. Let's move into the El Camino because that came out on as a movie. Yeah, came out on now. Was it did get a limited theatrical release? I believe. Well, it's good, and it's going to be on a, uh, AMC next. Oh, year, okay, there you go. So it is, uh, but but primarily on Netflix, and it was released on Netflix Netflix this past weekend. And you watched it. I watched. I did it. not. And I tell you this, I um, I was listening to the Couch Potatoes, our friends Brett Gary and Jeff Braun, who do a movie and TV show podcast called the Couch Potatoes. And they were both very excited about this, and they they expected it to be the biggest Netflix movie ever. That's what they thought it was going to be. I, I had no desire to watch this at all. I did not feel an urge to watch uh, this movie. I mean, I'm, I'm as big a Breaking Bad fan as anyone else. I thought it was a great show. I loved it. I love Better Call Saul. But this is like, who cares? Like, I, I don't really want to know what happens after the end of that show. Like, it's done. And and oh and okay so here's an interesting thing I I thought that Breaking Bad uh, was leaving money on the table by not just opening it and solely in theaters first before it went right to Netflix I thought that I, I when I first heard about it and in fact I think there was talk well about I thought it. they did because they wanted to get it in there for the award nominations right but but I mean I think there was talk originally of a Breaking Bad film that would play in theaters. Okay, like Downton Abbey just right. did, right? That's yeah. right. There's talk of that. And so when it when it was announced it was going straight to Netflix, I thought, well, that's kind of kind of disappointing. I was kind of looking forward to seeing what happens. But now having watched and I was pretty excited, so Friday night I was like, ah, ha, ha, here I go. And I queued it up. Back into the world of Walter yes, White. Yes, I couldn't wait. I was pumped. And I have to say uh and, and I'm happy it exists. I'm happy 
to see uh, Aaron Paul in the role. And, of course, we're going to see him in Westworld soon, too. Mm -hmm. um, he looks a little different than he used to. Okay. Uh, our pal, oh, Todd from Breaking Bad. I can't think of the actor's name now. Duh. Um, uh, I can't think of his name. But okay. anyway. Um, he looks different than he used to during the show, and you know that the actors have aged. And so, no, Bill Burr, are you? No, 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 no. Uh, he was related to the drug gang, and he's since been Todd, in Fargo. Todd. Oh, but he was also in that Netflix, or sorry, in that um, that Star Trek thing. Yes, on, um, correct. Black, Black Mirror. Yeah, yeah. I know he, the guy who's not Matt Damon. Why can't we think I of don't that know. guy's name? The guy who looks like Matt Damon but is not Matt. You Damon. know what? Any other day, any other time, I know that guy's <laughs> name, and whenever we do the podcast, it's just ridiculous. But anyway. So anyway, he looks different. Uh, therefore, there needs to be some wigs. If you're if you're going to be doing flashbacks, you're going to need some wigs and some de aging, and that that's never a good idea. There's a few. There's there's some there's some scenes that call attention to themselves that are distracting because of things like that. Um, and what if I told you that after watching excitedly sitting down and watching the two hour movie, that really I can't say the film carries the ball anywhere. The film doesn't go anywhere that I didn't already imagine. Oh, and uh, I, uh, I like you. Know, if if it doesn't take you past what anybody rational person thought when they saw the ending of uh, Breaking Bad, then it's hard. It's a hard film to recommend. Like I liked it while I was watching it. It's one of those films. You watch it, you're like, well, it's pretty good. But then later. It starts nagging at you, and you start and you start going. Well, wait a sec. What exactly like, did we cover honestly, here? Honestly, the only part of this I really care about now that I'm so invested yeah. in Saul and Better Call Saul, I want to know what happens to him at the Cinnabon. That's the only well, only part of this that happens after the end of Breaking Bad that I'm interested in. Don't worry, that's not covered whatsoever. Damn it! I know. So there's none of that. <laughs> and and I've always said, like I've made it clear what I what I how I would end Better Call Saul, and nobody likes it. Whenever I bounce this off, people are like, no. But what I want is for Jimmy Saul. At Cinnabon to look up, and there's Aaron Paul and uh, Walter White standing there. End of story. Done. No, we, we don't need to know anything else. Somehow Walter White survived. Somehow Aaron Paul's found. They found him, and they're probably going to kill him, right, if they find him? Or no? They, no, they'd be coming to Saul for help on, on something. Or maybe for help. Maybe. Okay, yeah. and then, and so Jimmy looks up, and he has hope and dread at the same time. Okay, that to me is the perfect ending for for Saul. But I tell people that they're like Walter White's dead. And I'm like maybe maybe he's not. And what I was hoping for, and 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 let's just say this film is, uh, I don't, if there's a spoiler to be had, it's whether you're going to see Cranston in it. So I'm not going to spoil. But, but that. even then, I can imagine he could be in it, and it's it could be a flashback. Like there's no. That's what I imagine. There's, there's, that's what everyone yeah, imagines. That, that's not something that right. uh, I would I would expect. If we see Brian Cranston, I wouldn't be surprised. And if we see him, it's likely going to be a flashback. Right. And, and that's if, the only reason and I if, would see it. And you also know that if it turned out he was alive, that would be everywhere. Exactly. Everybody would be yes. like, wow. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Holy. That's not happening. So I can guess that he didn't show up so, alive. So anyway. So we can guess certain things based on that. Um, but, the, you know, it's not a spoiler to say if you love the work that Bob Odenkirk does in Better Call Saul and you love that story like I do, like any given episode of Better Call Saul is better than this movie. Let's put it that way. And uh, Bob Odenkirk does not appear in El Camino. Nothing. Does uh, Clint Eastwood show up with his Gran Torino? He does not show up with a Gran Torino in El Camino. <laughs> 
So that's, so, that's my joke. But, that's my that's my El Camino joke. And wasn't now, there an album called El Camino? Didn't who? Oh, didn't, didn't uh, shoot. I believe it was the Black Keys had an album called oh, yeah. El Camino, right? That's the one with Lonely Boy on it. Their big hit. That's the one. That's the album I bought, and I was like, yeah, they're pretty good. And then I kind of didn't like them anymore after that. Yeah, yeah, it was a good album. Yeah. No, I thought it was a good. Album. Do, do. Didn't do the soundtrack for this uh, this movie. That's my version of like it. Okay. Speaking of Bob Odenkirk, hang on. Okay, wait. Okay, go. So let me just say, this would have been a delightful tie-in to Better Call Saul, especially if it's starting back up again in January or whatever. Which, yeah, which we went a year without seeing, so they could shoot this film. Would that not have been a logical? Yeah. Like, give us something. Like, what could you spoil? We know he's at the Cinnabon. Like, we know. Yeah. There's nothing to be spoiled there. You could show him at the Cinnabon. That could be fun. That could be something that that to leave us with or to tease the next season. That of could Saul. move forward. Okay, so these flash forward yeah. scenes we see in Better Call Saul, these black and white scenes, that could move that forward. Something could happen in the movie with him and, and Jesse at the Cinnabon. And then the TV show picks up from there and continues right. to show black and white flash forwards. Um, but continues that story from wherever it is. Because uh, right now, all we know is that he's scared of being caught in the Cinnabon. And here's where I can also say there is a tie-in begging to be exploited in El Camino for, for a Saul appearance. Begging to be exploited for a Saul appearance. That is not. And um, maybe one of the best things about El Camino is that an actor who's recently died is in the film, and it's nice to see that actor. Okay. Um, but... That's the like that was the most exciting part. I thought there there and, and I sound like I hate it and I didn't hate it, but I, I liked it. But I just think at the end of it, it just doesn't go in. It doesn't move the ball far enough. And um, I don't think I think that the 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 way they left Breaking Bad answered every single question that gets answered <laughs> does, yes in the in this and it film. leaves enough of it up for up for like you know speculation yeah. that that's fine you know you can do that with a series like that it's funny because so far this in this episode we're talking about movies nobody asked for which is dr yeah. doolittle and el camino uh and you wanted to talk now uh, bob odenkirk is in town yeah as, as we know here in winnipeg what happened with bob odenkirk? so yesterday i took a photo of uh, a sign from the movie company and i think the film's called nobody nobody i think it's called nobody and at the top of the ad it says i oh, actually i can I'll look it up I, I have the photo okay duh i can just look it up here yeah it's called nobody and it says we're preparing to film action scenes for two nights along two blocks of main street for the full for the feature length action thriller nobody for universal pictures which stars Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul actor Bob Odenkirk? I have never seen an actor's name on their We're Redirecting Traffic uh, sign before. <laughs> so I love that. So I tweeted it. And I think some people got a kick out of it. And it is kind of funny. Because I, I said it's like pretty good. It's pretty good. It's a good reason. Hmm. Uh, Says says this is uh, o- Odenkirk, who stars in and produces Nobody, will play an overlooked suburban dad no one would look at twice. But when two thieves break into his house, the crime fires up unknown rage within him. It's Home Alone, uh, another Home Alone. <laughs> Rambo, Home Alone. They all fall. I was going to say that what's the one with Michael Douglas falling down? Yeah. Right. Uh, setting him on a path that will uncover dark secrets he fought to leave behind. And then it's coming out next. Um, Oh, it's the uh, it's by the same guy who made Hardcore Henry. 
Remember that movie, uh, the first person shooter? Version? Oh yeah, I watched that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was the same. That was, that's pretty good, actually. I, it was interesting. Yeah. It was an interesting. It was t- I found it hard to watch after a while. I found but... it mercifully short, which yeah, is why I liked good. it. Yeah. Anyway, so there you go. So that's coming out next year. Uh, so we'll look forward to just watching for Winnipeg uh, landmarks in that film. Well, and the out. the funny thing is, it's overnight traffic rerouting and parking, and so I guess they're shooting the film at night, but. It is pretty in, like I like him enough that it, well, it might be worth the trip to just see if you can get a catch a glimpse. Of oh, him. yeah. I mean, you can go hang out yeah. on the set and see if he comes. The, Keanu did that when he was here last time. He was yeah. uh, very, very nice to a lot of people as uh, he was. Shoot- I don't remember what movie he was shooting here, but he came out and talked to the fans and some people I know got selfies with him. Pretty good. And, I, and similarly, uh, I was teaching the class that time, as I always like to say. And we looked out the back window and there was Brad Pitt shooting the opening scene yeah, yeah. to Jesse James. Yeah. Down there was smoke. The smoke was blowing. And all he was thinking about is when can I get the hell out of this town? Yeah, it was he walked down the street. Jennifer Aniston at the time. And was I, it Jennifer? I, I, I don't remember. I, don't, I was I was in that movie, but I was cut. Oh, the really? You... Were cut. Yeah, I was I was an extra in that film, but the scenes I were in were, were cut. From we the did film. not see your scene out the back window. No, no, no. It was at night. I was shooting. Oh. It was a night shoot. Yeah, that was awful. Like, oh, it was... sorry. <laughs> I was just gonna say we just sat around for hours and hours waiting for our our time to shine. And uh, we barely got out there, and then we were back in the uh, back in the cafeteria in the uh, Manitoba Museum. Here's something funny. I just thought of you out in the cold, and I remembered you haven't picked your hoodie up yet from the bookstore. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> of course, I forgot. Sorry. Unrelated to what we're All talking right. about. Good to know. No, no. So, uh, yeah. So, are you gonna? So maybe I'll maybe I'll head down and see if I can take a, a sh- sure. Because uh, I think they finish shooting. Just as class starts at 8 a.m., I think one of the days they finish at 8 a.m. So I might walk by. There and you go. My way off the cool bus. stuff. See if Odenkirk is walking around. Um, you want to talk a little bit about movie marketing as well today. Uh, what was it that you had to, to say about that? Well, I was thinking about it a little bit because um, now, of course, when they show – well. I mean, now we have all these platforms to starters, and once again, it's become unclear, like, what's the ad? What's the platform? What's the product? What's the blah, 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 blah? And so um, on the, uh, oh, what was I going to say? Fudge. It was just at the top of my mind, and now I forgot what it was. Um, oh, yes. So I'm watching TV, and now, of course, because we all just fast-forward through commercials or whatever, I'm fast-forwarding. And, of course, now they put the name of the movie and the date it opens. Yeah, they've done that for a while. Right, right, right. So as you're fast-forwarding through it, so the traditional forms of media and stuff kind of aren't getting our asses to the theater. Uh, Star Wars, if it does, in fact, launch on Monday, then we'll do a Star Wars Nerds if it does. But Star Wars is a destination film where you everybody's watching for it, and then the trailer comes out, and everybody can't wait to see it. What is the best way now for a film to let people know it exists? It's hard to say. It depends on the film, I guess, because, um, you know, it's, it's funny because it used to be you could drive by the movie theater and see what movies were playing on the marquee outside and then decide from there which, yeah. which one you wanted to see. A lot now of they come and go too fast. Well, not that. only that, but they're, they're, they're just like they found it more efficient just to leave those signs alone and people check the website for the yeah. movies, right, or they, or they go inside. It's not, it's not like um, the, the newspaper movie- ads used to be huge. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. I love seeing those old newspaper ads. Yeah, I ads. love those. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, let's check the newspaper. Let's check to see what's playing this weekend. It used to be that you would go to the movies without having a specific movie in mind, and you would just go to see whatever was playing, right? Yeah. I used to do that all the time. Uh, but and, now, and sometimes course, the movie had already been playing for half an hour, and you're like, good enough. And you yeah, still watch it. I missed the first 10 minutes of it. No big deal. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say, I was just actually just going to go to the, the um, app here, the uh, Cineplex app. And take a look at what, what's playing right now and see. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know the answer to that. You could go get through a, a number of different means. 
we I do know that we see um, advertising for film is different here than it is in other cities when they go to bigger markets. Yeah, I see a lot more general advertising on buses and out of home and and that kind of stuff for films. Like you might see a big bus wrap for the latest Will Smith, you know, Gemini Man or whatever that that movie that came out, like that that kind of stuff. But to be fair, the most case, well, let's take that as an example. I saw that one every time I watch a YouTube video. That was the pre-roll for for the weekend that it yeah. opened. Not seeing it anymore. But for, for you know a good three or four days there, every time I watched a, a video on YouTube, that was a pre-roll ad. So there's one way they reach people, right? It's through YouTube. I don't know if I like that, though. I, I don't know how I want my movie marketing. I don't know how I want to find out about films anymore. You know, because I'm those, those YouTube pre-rolls get, you know, I was seeing the Elton John one for 15 weeks in a row or something. And it's fine. And I waited till it was available. And then I watched it uh, available on iTunes. And then I watched it. Yeah. But it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, I don't know. I don't know that every time I log into YouTube, I need to see this promo. Well, I mean, there's also you find out about films at different stages, right? They announced like this, this one with Bob Odenkirk. They announced that he's starring in a movie and we know it's shooting here. So those are that's our introduction to the film. We'll probably see a trailer for it next year at some point yeah. and remember that oh yeah that's the one they shot in winnipeg and then we then we'll see it closer to the date of its release um i was reading an article about uh kind of traditional trailer release schedules and uh this one specifically was talking about star wars and why there's not a mean there is not an official actual trailer out for for the last jedi yet or for the sorry for the rise of skywalker um but they said that that star wars has broken the rules there's no real rules around it but they've broken tradition with that for the last two movies and they've not released a trailer last year. I believe it was oh, for the Last Jedi. It came out in October, two months ahead of the movie. So we are. That's why everyone was expecting one this past Monday. Right. Uh, but most movies will release a full trailer six months out, mm. five or six months out from the release of the film. They'll put out a full trailer, and Star Wars just doesn't do that. They want to protect the uh, story. Um, they they change things. They mislead people with a trailer. That kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Not a lot. Not all other movies do that. So the the movie trailer is a big part of it because people get excited about those. They'll share them. It's it's shareable viral videos. That kind of stuff. YouTube is a big part of that, right? So, but as far as like you know, trying to get us off our ass and out the door to the theater that weekend, I don't see a lot of advertising other than the pre rolls on YouTube. I'm not seeing a lot of and maybe some TV spots as well, which again I skip. But you say they you know you they have the text on there. Yeah, well, but it, it doesn't make me oh go no. what, what's coming out. And and to be honest, I go to, when I go to the theater, I will go. If there's a specific movie I want to see, but I don't just look at the th- oh, what's you know what's playing? Maybe I should go see a movie and see what's playing. And if I were to do that today, so here's what's playing right now. We've got Maleficent two, um, which is the next uh, and Angelina Jolie. They made somehow made the evil queen from Sleeping Beauty a good guy, <laughs> and uh, that's that's what that's about. Zombieland two, which I didn't know was even happening until oh, it came out. Those trailers are stinky. I have not Speaking seen a trailer. Of- I've not seen a trailer for it. I saw somebody on some Facebook stories or Instagram stories was at the premiere. I don't remember where I saw that from, but that was uh that was that one. But again, it's all the same people that were in it. I saw the ad uh yesterday fifteen times during It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Okay. And it, it's not a good ad. Well it's a decade later. It's all the same Abigail Breslin is all grown up and, and all these people that were in the first one are back, Woody Harrelson and Jesse Eisenberg. Um but again I'm not like I'm not really I guess they're trying to cash in on the Halloween factor with that but i'm not not a big i mean a big i love horror movies but i don't 
go to the theater specifically for them unless it's something I really want to see. Joker is is uh, still oh, playing. Yeah, right. That one did very well actually yeah. over the weekend that came out. It did something at ninety million dollars, set a new record for uh, October. But I, I don't really have a desire to see it again. But I did see the trailer all over the place on YouTube. I'll see it when it co- finally comes out, but uh, on a on a iTunes or whatever or streaming service. But uh, A.O. Scott's review at the New York Times turned me off of the Joker. I read his review and he's like, what if you made an artful film that amounts to nothing? Kind of thing. It was kind of the well, review. And yeah. it was sort of like I read it and I was like, Meh, that's kind of what the trailer looks like. It looks like a well-made film that's kind of unnecessary. Kind of the complaint about El Camino. A well-made film that's kind of unnecessary. Nobody was, nobody was asking yeah, for it, yeah. right? Nobody really get, can get excited about a movie they didn't think would be a really good idea. Uh, the the Adam's Family animated uh, movie is out, which actually I don't think is a bad idea uh, necessarily. The Adam's Family has been it's, it's you know we know of course the version with uh, with um, what's his name Christopher Lloyd and who's Gomez again? Uh, shoot. Oh yeah, you know what I'm talking about, yeah. Right? Um, um, Raul Julia, Raul, yeah, Raul Julia, Raul Julia, right? and Angela, Angelica Houston, and that was a great film when it came out in the '90s, and they think it did a sequel or two. Uh, but it's and it's done gone through a couple different versions. There was a TV show as well, a live action TV show. But this is like I think this is actually based on from what it looks like the, the original cartoon or original comic strip that that was the Adams Family when it started. It wasn't a TV show. Back in the '60s, it was a comic strip in newspapers, and these this art style kind of looks to mimic that. I think that, that's what that's about. So I kind of I don't mind that that's how that's kind of a fun kids movie I can take my kids to. Gemini Man, like I said, it's it's young Will Smith versus old Will Smith, um, and then everything else is pretty old. After that, we're getting to like Abominable, Downton Abbey, Ad Astra, Hustlers. So that's all the newer stuff. But if I was to go to the theater, I guess I would. I would if I had to pick one of these, I would probably pick. Uh, well, if it wasn't with the kids, I would probably guess go see Joker, but I don't want to. I really don't want to. Yeah, I know. I don't want to either. By the way, the actor we couldn't remember for Breaking Bad is Jesse Plemons. Oh, right. Given the guy's name, the character's name is Jesse. I think that's what did it. I think that's what confused me. Yeah, but but this week I showed, I did my content marketing class where I showed the students some content marketing clips and I always start the same way and that's by showing the trailer for the Lego movie and I'm like, I'm going to show you an ad for a movie that's an ad for some toys. The toys are an ad for the movie. The movie is an ad for the toys. There's a hit single by Tegan and Sarah. That's an ad for the movie. The movie's an ad for the hit single. The And it's like sort of this ball of marketing. Just every element of it is marketing. All the licensed properties in the Lego movie are a ball of marketing. And it's sort of like we've entered the era where the movie is the marketing for something else. The something else is the marketing for the movie. And I'm wondering, are we going to see, I don't know, like, are we going to see Instagram trailers? Why don't we have those? Why don't we have, like... The thing is, that might happen in the States. Like, again, in the States, there's much more... uh, Advertising is much more robust in the first place in, yeah. the, in the States. so We're the spillover movie. Yeah, so we don't get as much of it. And, and occasionally we'll get movies, we'll get posters or or bus sides or something like mm-hmm. that for a movie, but it's very rare. It's like only if they really want to try and reach a different audience will they, they bring it here. Um, what you're saying about the Lego movie reminds me of a um, – I've been watching this series of YouTube videos called Pitch Meeting, and it's pretty funny. It's the guy does this – it's one guy talking to himself, so he shoots two different sides of it, and the premise is that he's a um, – He's a screenwriter pitching the idea for a movie to a producer. Now they do this after the movies come out, so the producer will point out all the 
all the errors and issues with the film, and the screeners comes up with lame excuses as to why they don't need to change it, kind of thing. So I got one here for uh, this is for the Lego Movie. So let's uh, let's listen to this. It's pretty funny. Oh, that's an ad. That's an ad for McDonald's. Mmm, looks good. Egg McMuffin. So, you have a movie idea for me. Yes, sir, I kind of do. Kind of? Well, I was pitching a commercial to the people at LEGO, and they were like, this is kind of long, so I was like, maybe it could be a movie. So your movie idea is just a really long commercial for LEGO? Right, we make an extended commercial and call that a movie. It'd be super easy, barely an inconvenience. Don't get me wrong, I love product placements, but usually we try to be a little subtle about it. Well, I figured maybe if the entire movie is one big product placement, then maybe people will forget that we're trying to sell them toys. Oh, that's kind of evil. Uh, maybe, but if it works, we're gonna make a ton of money. Oh, uh, making money is tight. Hail Satan. What? Oh, you're kind of freaking me out, you freaky boy. So what happens in the movie? <laughs> well, we're gonna follow Emmett, the main Lego product. Don't you mean character? No. So anyway, there's a prophecy that says that Emmett is the special, kind of like a chosen one. Sounds kind of like the plot of The Matrix. Oh no, this is nothing like The Matrix. It's not? No, it's just about a plain loner guy that meets an edgy, badass-looking girl, and she tells him about a prophecy of a chosen one, then he finds out that his world isn't what he thought it was, and his whole perception of reality is shattered. And then there's this wise trainer guy that's super into the Chosen One prophecy, and they go inside the main guy's head for training. There's also a ruthless law enforcement type with sunglasses that's after Oh, him. I didn't realize. <laughs> okay, I'm going to stop it there, but that's, it's cutting in all these different scenes from The Matrix. I didn't realize how how closely the Lego movie is to the Matrix. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Totally. I didn't actually watch this. I was thinking about the Lego movie 2 one. I watched the one. He did one for the Lego movie 2. That is great. That one, you. Sh that is a great one. I'm well, going to show that in class yeah, starting yeah, yeah. next year. I'll send, you, I'll send you that. Wait till next year. <laughs> that he class does, will finally there be good. Are literally, there are hundreds of these. He's done them for all the Star Wars movies. He's done them for all the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. There's so many of these. Um, but, uh, and yeah, the Lego movie two, which I did, I did see the Lego movie two, which was not as good and definitely them trying to recreate what they did the first time and failing at it. Cause there's even, a there's a song in there that says, this is a catchy song, da, 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 da. but it's not like, it's too on the nose. Ah. I mean, the, the, the thing about everything is awesome is that. Yeah, it's a catchy song. Yeah, it's kind of making fun of pop music, but at the same time, it's still a pretty good song. Like, yeah. it's not, it's not. This is not a good song. It's just weird. And and they kind of turned the Lego Movie two into a musical, which was weird as well. So it didn't really go over as well that second time around. Mm. Um, they also reference in that Lego Movie two pitch meeting, they reference the Batman Lego Movie and the Ninjago Lego Movie, which they apparently don't talk about because that was a that was a complete failure. So, oh, that's funny. Yeah, it's it's a really good series. Pitch meeting on on YouTube. Definitely recommend that. No, that's not my that, recommendation for the week though. No, that's great. Um, um, so, I, and I, what I was about to say is, I think I would like the Star Wars movie marketed to me in the form of a hit single by Tegan. That's Nutter. right. Oh man, that would be awesome. Uh, how about that? Like, I, I think we're ready for some uh, some test uh, some test marketing. Well, I think things. Star Wars. You know, they've had their they've got their famous music, of course, John Williams, and they've got the, the Cantina song, and we've got the the Jabba whatever one from the. The newer <laughs> movies, right? The one that that uh, JJ wrote. I, with, I don't care for that one. No, Lin Manuel. No, no Jabba. That I, is, I use it in our little piece that of is uh, intro. No, it isn't. It really isn't. But yeah, I think that would be cool to see that. And we also had the singing guy in um in the solo. Remember that little singing guy in a jar? Oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that guy. 
Yeah, I like that guy. All right. If, for more conversations like this, please tune into Star Wars Nerds. Yeah. Yeah, Every oh, yeah. other week, we talk about this kind of stuff. Uh, Next but, week, when the Star Wars trailer comes out, it's going to be, uh, yeah. I think, probably. Yeah, and it's I yeah. think for, for movies now, a while back, we talked about how, I remember back when the Veronica Mars movie was released direct-to-video, and we were like, this is the beginning of this happening. And it right. is happening, where films right. will come out. They don't even bother with the, the release date of theaters. If anything, they're only concerned with that, uh, like I said, for um, award nominations because there's still a requirement that a movie has to come out in the theater for it to be nominated for a, an award. But if they don't care about that, they'll just release it on demand, and people seem to like that just fine. Um, although I still say it's frustrating to scroll through all these movies and try and find something. It's still like nothing will replace the video store experience for me. Yeah. Because... I still like spend forever just kind of endlessly scrolling through movies trying to choose ones to watch. I did that last night when I was choosing my horror movie to watch. Yeah. For my horror movie marathon and it was it took me forever to decide on a film. So Yeah. It's like browsing in the although well, at least Blockbuster got you off your ass and Well, they used to give you a little, the, little bit of free popcorn while you're walking around and yeah. and, uh, and uh, yeah, you're outside of the house and and you kind of had somebody to talk to, usually with with somebody you could talk to the store clerk or something. Sometimes like you get there, was, there and the door would be locked and you get you go there for no reason. I miss that. Oh, yeah. And you're like, eh, "Let's get a steak." <laughs> go some other place. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I mean, again, we're gonna we're coming up on the Star Wars is gonna be the big um, Christmas movie, of course, uh, and uh, I don't think there's gonna be anything else big. I guess we're gonna get into the Oscar bait season as well. We're yeah. gonna have a bunch of that stuff coming out, so we'll keep an eye on it. See what we're gonna see. Maybe we'll uh, make some predictions. Yeah, someone, I think we someone. Will. Okay, Brett McGarry was predicting that he went to see Hustlers, yeah. which is the Jennifer Lopez. Uh, vehicle. Good and, for him. Uh, Good. He, I hope he enjoyed it. He's not even. She's not even the starring person in that. It's Constance Wu that is the star star of that. Not and Jennifer Lopez plays like a bit part or a smaller part. Uh, but he says that she may get a best supporting actress nomination for that role, which I'm really not thinking is going to happen. But well, I won't whenever. make my best supporting ass joke because it would be inappropriate. <laughs> That's right. So I won't. Okay, let's get into recommendations for the week. All right. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. I have, I've got an easy one because I am catching up on all the Amazon Prime shows. Oh, so much fun. And so I finished season two of uh, Man in the High Castle, and you you had told me in advance, that one's got highs and lows, yep. and, that's, and that's true. Yep. There are some episodes that I quite liked, and then there was others that were just like, oh, that just dragged me down to the depths of hell. It kind of lost a little of its mojo in certain episodes, but I, I still enjoy it. Um, but then I started watching Mozart in the Jungle. Oh, okay. I've not seen this one yet. Thirty-minute episodes, or like twenty-two minutes. It's like an old, old-time, old-timey TV show. <laughs> old-time. And yeah. it's it's about a symphony orchestra in New York City. And I, I I was interested in this for years. Like it's they stopped making them a year ago. All right. That's all. So there's four seasons, and um, and I heard good things. It won some Emmys and stuff. And I was like, what is this thing about? So. I started watching it, and it was like candy. That first season is so good, and it just gets you so fast. And it wasn't about what I thought it was about, so I won't spoil it here either. But uh, uh, I just started watching those, and it actually sidetracked me from Man in the High Castle because they, the episodes are so fast and breezy and fun. And I have never seen a TV show about a symphony orchestra <laughs> before. And there's lots of little interesting things in the show that I like about the process of the symphony orchestra. So, uh, you know, and the actors are great in it. It is just, it's a lot of fun. And I keep my, I'm living in fear that at some point the show gets worse in a, in a, in a season or something. But uh, I love it so far. I'm a part way into season two. 
Okay. So Mozart in the Jungle. I, I, yeah, I'll put Amazon that on Prime. List. I'm still yeah. doing uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel on Amazon That'll Prime. That'll be next for me. It's good. Yeah. Uh, uh, but no, today I'm going to recommend actually a movie called Upgrade. Uh, I'm watching, my again, my horror movie uh, marathon, and this was in the horror section. I'm kind of going based on like... You know, I go into the horror area of the movie selection on my TV, and my TV mixes everything together. So it doesn't matter if it's Netflix or Crave or On Demand or whatever. It puts everything so I can just see everything that's available to me in that category, which I kind of like, actually. Mm-hmm. But again, it takes me forever to find stuff. And this is one I want, I've been wanting to see for a long time. Uh, it's about – it's kind of a futuristic sci-fi story about this guy who uh, who gets a chip implanted in his in his head – uh, to give him a quote-unquote upgrade. I'm not going to talk about the specifics of it. I really liked this movie. I thought it was really, really good. Did you ever see Venom? I never saw okay, it. Okay, so this movie is what Venom should have been. Oh. It was so good. That's and good the funny way. thing is the actor actually looks like Tom Hardy as well. It's this guy, Logan Marshall Green. Oh, yeah, um, you're right. Um, who's from, uh, he was from Prometheus, and he was also in Spider-Man Homecoming. And what else? Um, uh, nothing else really. Oh, the OC apparently. I don't know. Anyway, uh, but he looks a lot like Tom Hardy, and he does. It, it's uh, it's got this. So this this chip gets implanted, and there's a voice in his head, and there's talk, and the guy can it can control his body much like Venom controls Tom Hardy. But it's gritty and it's gory and it's brutal the way Venom should have been. Like it's really it was a really good story. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was it, it I wouldn't say it's a. a you know, full-on horror movie. There's a bit of body horror in the, in the gore and the in the violence a little bit, but I really really enjoyed Upgrade. I thought it was really fun. Wow! And uh, and he like he's the only somewhat known actor in it. Everyone else is, is no names, and I'm I'm sure it was on a somewhat limited budget. There's some cool kind of computery special effects shots in there, but it was it was a good movie. Like I really enjoyed that, and I, I really uh, I like the idea behind it. And uh, it's again. It should have been. This is what Venom should have been. And cool. was, so there you go. Instead of Venom, watch Upgrade. Uh, I think you'll enjoy that one. I'll probably never watch Venom. So, but I probably will watch well. Upgrade. <laughs> Very good. I kind of wish I hadn't watched Venom. To be honest, it was just not that good. Starring Elmer Fudd. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Tom Hardy's doing an Elmer Fudd impression. I think. Oh, is he? Is oh, he yeah, he's doing a kind of a Brooklyn accent. Uh, it sounds weird. Uh, hey, what's going on? Uh, anyway, how come uh, I'm being uh, taken over by black stuff? <laughs> That's right. That's made of tar. That's exactly what it's it like is. It's like that, and he's like a wimpy guy, right? But then he argues with them. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I know I know the whole movie. And in the end, they get along. They, well, they have to live with each other in the end. <laughs> it's, right. it's like it's like a newfangled The Odd Couple. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, there you go. All right. One, Venom's very messy. Ah, oh, forget it. doesn't matter. <laughs> That's going to do for the Meat Eaters <laughs> podcast. I'm Dan Vadabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the door hit you on the ass. <laughs>